embrace failure, expect failure, because if you aren't failing at something, your goals aren't big enough and your drive isn't high enough. Every single individual has a story to tell and they're great stories that need to be heard. I want every listener to know they have the ability to change the world. Welcome to the 1720 Podcast. What's up, Mountain Movers? Kevin Carey here. Thank you for tuning in to the 1720 Podcast. It has been an incredible journey so far in 2021. We are in our last week of January, fourth episode, and the first three have just been filled with great wisdom and content. We had three amazing guests that gave a diverse background that was very touching, very motivating, And we thought it would be a good idea just to dive into these first three weeks and break down some nuggets of wisdom that we pulled from our guests. So if you tuned into these three or you missed one of them, we'll kind of recap some things, talk about some outside the episode stories that were shared, and just hopefully leave you with some wisdom encouragement to move forward. The first episode was with Holly Crowder. The fun part about Holly was... When we originally planned this episode, it was very work central. She is the chief human resource officer for Beck, knowledgeable 23 years with the same company. And we were going to dig deep into that. With a few weeks to go before recording, she reached out to me one night and said, Hey, I got an audible here, resigned from my company, and here's my personal testimony. And she mentioned that she still wanted to be on the show. And at the time, I was thinking, well, if you want to be on it, then we're lucky to have you. And I didn't really fully understand why she wanted to be on the show until after we recorded. And after we recorded and released the episode, it took off like wildfire. It quickly spread in the industry, outside the industry. It was the most listens we've ever had on an episode. And... When you think about it and think about what she shared, it makes so much sense with how authentic she was, the willingness and the courage to step up to the mic and talk about something so near and dear to her. It was very touching. It was tough to record in the room together with just how emotional all three of us were getting. But looking back, I am so happy that we had that opportunity with her because I know it was part of the healing process for her. And it is part of the healing process for many listeners because you might not have the same Stacy ALS story that she has, but 2020 was filled with grief beyond just the pandemic. I've talked to so many people that have had setbacks that really struggled to get through. And I think those folks that listened could associate with what she was going through and where she was at mentally. And the title of the episode says it all. It's okay to not be okay. We're all going to struggle. We're all going to have issues. But what we do is we talk through them with people we love. We brush ourselves off and get up and keep fighting. So very commendable what she's doing. Still getting some great feedback from her sphere of influence just saying what an incredible story. So it's been so great. And we still peppered in some great work nuggets. The biggest one that I pulled from it was 
her interview practices and asking an applicant in an interview to talk about a story of how they overcame failure. And she's looking for that grit factor. And I've done my fair share of interviews, but I've never pulled that one out. So I really look forward to using that in a future interview. If you're going through a difficult time, I highly recommend going back, listening to Holly's testimony and just her strength and courage of overcoming some big-time adversity. Mike Sorelli joined us for episode two, and it was awesome. Him and I have been talking for months, just developing a relationship, and he was releasing a book called The Talent War, which most of you know by now through our social media. And so I asked him if he wanted to be on the show, and he was ready and willing, and it was awesome. His background is incredible. If you don't know about Mike Sorelli, or you didn't listen to the episode, go check it out. But decorated military man, Navy SEAL, Marine Scout Sniper, a part of Jocko's SEAL Team 3, Task Unit Bruiser. I mean, he's he's seen some things. And he was a servant in the military, protecting our freedom, and then came into the civilian aspect and is serving as a consultant, a business strategist. And his just level of intensity, I could tell you the first 10 minutes of sitting across from him, it took some getting used to because it's intimidating, but that's his energy level. That's what he brings to the table. And from start to finish, he just had nuggets of wisdom to bring. Some that I'll pull off from the episode that we discussed, one big one, and it was his mom that said it, but show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you are. Who do you surround yourself with and are they lifting you up or bringing you down? I know personally, I can think of groups that do both, and we talk about it in episode three with Jake Thompson, but it's not that you have to completely eliminate those groups that bring you down. They might be childhood friendships or whatever. It's just you keep them more at a distance and get a part of groups that bring you up, that hold you accountable um, and can make you better. And in return, you can make them better. So that really resonated. One other item he said is fortune favors the prepared. Bold decisions are a byproduct of preparedness. It makes me think that the quote that you make your own luck, be prepared. When you're taking something on, come at it with a plan of attack, which rolls into the next one that he shared. Plan your dive and dive your plan. And that's super simple. You lay out your plan and you execute the plan. We went into detail about laying out your plan, but also the adversity behind it. And he said, life gets a vote in your plan. If life throws you a curveball, be prepared for it. And when he said that, I thought about the marathon run and that lady passing me with six miles to go and saying, can you believe there's six miles to go? And just that mentally shutting me down. So as I reflect on Mike's wisdom and that experience, you can't just count that out from not happening and trying to avoid it. What I need to do is prepare for somebody like that to say something like that and let it roll off my shoulders. Roger that. No big deal. I'm going to keep running and focus on the step ahead, not the six miles ahead. So I really got a ton of value out of that. Another awesome item that we talked about was succession planning. And every time I think of a succession plan, I think of who's taking over the business. Who's the new number one? Is somebody close to retirement? And is there a plan for that person to step in? But it was an eye-opener to talk about items well beyond that. And it's just making sure that if anybody goes down, 
Do you have the capacity, the manpower, the cross-training, et cetera, to continue on? You need to be stronger than any individual. And I had some experiences where somebody leaves and, you know, everybody's got to jump in and you're scrambling. And, well, what if in your succession planning, you made sure that you're able to just continue to flow continuously, even when somebody leaves? So that was a big eye opener for me. How can I cross train my people? How can I cross train different divisions so people can step up and also grow in their career as they're getting more and more experience? He also had an awesome perspective on legacy that really resonated and changed my perspective a little bit. But he talked about how your legacy will become clear once you walk away from what you're doing. Impact is your greatest currency. Do your best to leave a legacy of helping those in your command and making a positive impact. And I think that's near and dear to him because he's recently removed from 20 or so year Navy SEAL career where he didn't see the impact because he was going from mission to mission. But now that he takes himself out of it a bit, he sees that impact that he made with his troops, with his men and women and on society as a whole. And that gives him a fresh perspective going into the civilian world of trying to make an impact and being about something bigger than yourself. So like I said, just wisdom from start to finish. Not a ton into the war stories, but man, if you want to hear some emotional stories that he has and shares in some detail, I would highly recommend you check out Jocko's podcast number 134, where he's a guest and he goes into deep detail about the Michael Mansoor story and some other stories that it'll rattle your cage a little bit. So I definitely recommend checking that out to understand him more, what he's been through and what he's overcome. Last week we had Jake Thompson on and I commented on our social media. That was an all gas, no breaks type of episode. He dropped so much wisdom throughout the episode and as busy as he he is, just his willingness to come on, come talk to us very selflessly. So hats off to him. But the story that come up for me was pretty cool to hear. Didn't see it coming that it started just slinging merch out of his car, essentially, and then out of CrossFit gyms just to get the brand going. And the wherewithal to know that you want to be a part of something bigger than the career you're currently in at such a young age. I mean, that's that's powerful stuff. But what I thought about while reflecting on the episode is so many people see the 82,000 followers. They see the life that he may be living and just look at that current condition, you know, kind of look at it as a glacier. They don't see the grind, the foundation, the struggle, the failures, all these things that have built up to where he is currently. And he talked about it a few times, how you can look back and cringe sometimes on where you started, but there's also a reflection point of pride there that, hey, we've made it this far. And just imagine in a couple of years from now, strategically, how how far we will come. So there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in his testimony, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you are thinking about breaking loose and trying to start your own thing, just realize that it's a lot of hard work. You have to be dedicated, you have to be disciplined, and your effort has to be just through the roof. His book, Compete Every Day, again, I mentioned it last week, but if you haven't picked it up, I highly recommend reading it. 
not so secret, secret to success. There's a lot of basic principles in there, but he spins them in ways that really make it stick. And one item that we didn't discuss on the podcast, so we'll count this as bonus content, but the whole concept of racking your weights. And I see this at the gym all the time. You'll see some meathead walk away from the squat rack, leg press rack, and there's eight plates on it. And he just moves on and, and goes to his next exercise. Meanwhile, there's a hundred pound lady coming up to the leg press to want to use it. And she's trying to strip these plates off and she's shaking. They're high up in the air. And then you go and help her and you feel bad. And it's so crazy to me how often that happens. And if you're not a gym goer and don't understand or can relate to that story, what about at Walmart when you pull up and you see a cart in a parking space instead of the carousel that's 10 feet away? If that's you, what is your thought process behind leaving it there? Is it just, I know somebody that's getting paid is going to clean this up or is this just a level of carelessness that it doesn't matter because it's small or insignificant? But those smaller, insignificant acts play into the bigger picture of our lives. You know, you take a shortcut there and then you might take a shortcut on something bigger and then bigger. And all of a sudden, those insignificant acts start developing into a cumulative habit. And that's what we want to avoid. And, you know, you're just doing your small part to make the world better from those small acts of just bringing that cart to the carousel or Closing the lid on the toilet seat or refilling the toilet paper roll. Um, I'm sure your spouse has looked at you funny a couple of times when they've seen it on top of the toilet paper roll. So we could just take things to the finish line and we're developing and training these small habits of taking things to the finish line. Another big concept that I pulled from this book, chapter five, it was the day one concept. And we are in our last week of January where those resolutions that a lot of people made, they might be wearing thin already. You know, you're, you're trying, you're struggling, you're trying to juggle everything with your family, your work, and something's got to give. This day one concept is you have to win today. Whether you won or lost yesterday, you have to win today. So how are you going to lay out the plan and execute the plan? And that really resonated with me. And when reviewing Jake's episode this past weekend while running, I had this just vision of failure and how failure is a scary word to many, but it shouldn't be. What we need to do is embrace failure, expect failure, because if you aren't failing at something, your goals aren't big enough and your drive isn't high enough. I fail all the time. But I pick myself up, I learn from it, and I grow from it. And that's important. Don't run from failure. It's a part of life. Heck, I don't even know what life would look like without it. So embrace it and figure out how to get better from it. And then the way to pay it forward is hopefully you can teach somebody before they fail the same way by telling them to look out for this or be a little proactive in this area of your life because I did X. And now you're paying it forward to your sphere of influence, which is very impactful. So don't let the fear of failure stop you from starting on a path to greatness. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just have to start. 
and keep moving forward and keep moving forward and learn from your failures. The last thing I want to share with y'all is just goal setting. It's near and dear to me. I had the pleasure of doing a strategic retreat with our team last week, and it was awesome to see the team share some aggressive goals and the community behind sharing those goals and the accountability. And they know that it's our third year running of rolling these goals out publicly to each other. And they get printed in the hallway where they can't be New Year's resolutions because I'm going to ask you about them in January, February, March, April, May, June, all the way through the end of the year. So put out a goal that's aggressive, but make sure you achieve it too, because uh, the team's counting on you. And so I want to make sure that we talk about the types of goals that you should be setting. So make sure you have all areas of your life covered. You have faith, family, career, physical, emotional, you know, think of all those different spheres in your life and how can you set a goal that is very specific. Don't make it vague or your progress to achievement will be vague. Make it measurable, make it obtainable and share it with somebody so they can hold you accountable. And be thinking about those two buckets that I talked about last week, where you have one bucket that's, if you just keep showing up, you can achieve that goal. So if that's a reading goal, you know how to read, you just have to keep doing it. Or sit-ups or push-ups or whatever the case may be. Put those in that bucket and you have to call that your automatic bucket because you only have to keep showing up to do them, to achieve them. The other bucket is, you know, some stretch goals. What can you not currently achieve today that you want to set out to achieve? It's going to take some effort, some discipline, some drive, you know, marathon goals, a weightlifting goal, a work goal, you know, build those buckets up too, because you don't want to just do automatic goals. You want to push yourself to be better, to become better and have a sense of pride and achievement when you get to look back at both these buckets and know that you achieve something. I'd encourage you to listen back to any one of those three episodes. Holly, Mike, and Jake just really brought it. We are off to an awesome start this year. But stay tuned. We have some great guests, some guest hosts coming up, more great stories and testimonies that will impact you and spark action. So stay tuned, everyone. See you all next week. Really appreciate you tuning in. And in the meantime, move mountains. Move mountains.